If you are considering training your dog with a prong collar, I recommend that you watch this short video clip and follow the safety recommendations I'm about to make. I like to call prong collars power steering on dogs. In the right circumstances and with the right dog, they are excellent training tools. But like all tools, they must be used properly. This begins with understanding that a prong collar has to be properly fit. That means it must be snug on the dog's neck and worn up under the jaw and right behind the ears on the dog's neck. When prong collars are not fit properly, in other words, when the prong collars are worn loose on the dog's neck, there is a potential for the collar to come apart when a strong correction is given. Keep in mind that corrections are usually given when the dog's doing something he shouldn't be doing. If the collar comes apart at that moment, your dog will end up being off-leash and loose. This could result in a dangerous situation. This is why we have always recommended a backup collar being used on the leash while you're using a prong collar. In our opinion, the best option is to use a dominant dog collar along with a prong collar, but you could even use a choke collar. If a dog has his backup collar on and the prong collar comes apart, your dog will still be on your leash and under your control. This short video clip will demonstrate how a collar can come apart and then how to fit the prong collar. Now here, take a good look at this. I'm going to give this dog a correction. And you see how when the collar is not on correctly, when it's too loose, how it comes off when you give a hard correction. Now, if I had been in a situation where my dog was pulling on the leash, trying to go after another dog because it was dog aggressive, I'd be in trouble right now. Take a look at it one more time here, and you'll see exactly why we recommend that you have a second collar on your dog when you use prong collars. Now this is a very important thing that you understand. The reason this collar came off was because it was not properly fit on the dog. I did not have it snug underneath the jaw and behind the ears. So it popped off with a hard correction. That's why I say you should use a dominant dog collar along with a prong collar so you don't get yourself in trouble when you're walking your dog. A prong collar is not slipped over the head of the dog, but rather it's taken apart and wrapped around the neck and then put, put back together. To simplify this process, new trainers need to learn to take a collar apart and then put it back together. To take it apart is not difficult. It does not matter what link is taken apart. Simply pinch the ends on one of the links and then pull it apart like you see here. Putting it back together is where people without training run into problems. The secret is to anchor one side of the prong in one of the holes of the opposing link. Then compress the other prong and push it until it slips into the other hole. When you do it correctly, it looks like this. So, one more time, let's watch Carmen do this. She anchors 
the one side in a hole and then pushes the other side until it goes in. When she takes it apart, she pinches the top and pulls it apart. It looks just like that. If you go to my website, you'll also see that we sell a, uh, a series of prong collars that have quick-release snaps on it, so you don't have to take the links apart. You can just clip the, the collar together with a little quick-release snap like you see in this video. It makes it a little bit easier to get it on and off, but once again, it costs a few extra dollars, too. I have an article on my website titled, how to fit a prong collar. I've put the web address on the screen right now. If you have any questions on how to fit a prong collar, you can use this article as a second reference. To get the most effective use of a prong collar, it must be properly fit. So, once you know how to take a prong collar off and put it back on, then you need to learn how to properly fit the prong on the dog's neck. A prong collar needs to fit snugly just behind the ears and just behind the back of the jaw. What it doesn't do is hang loosely on the dog's neck like you see here. Many people mistakenly think they have to buy a prong collar by measuring the dog's neck like they do a choke collar. That's not how it works. A prong collar comes with a certain number of lengths almost always more than what's needed for the average adult dog. In fact, to get a prong collar to fit snugly, some links usually have to be removed from the collar. If you have a young dog, you'll want to save them to add them back in as the dog grows. If you have a mature adult, then you'll probably never need these extra links again. If you're a pack rat like me, you'll stick them away someplace and then forget where you put them or more likely, just forget that you ever had them. The important thing is that once the prong collar is on the dog, it does not hang loosely on the neck. It's, it's got to fit snugly, but not too tight to interfere with the dog's breathing. There are two ways to connect a leash to a prong collar. You can either clip the leash to both rings on the prong collar, which is the way I recommend. This is called clipping it to the dead ring because the collar will only move about two inches when the leash is pulled tight. Or you can clip it to the live ring, which means it's only clipped to one of the two rings on the prong collar. The reason I don't like the live ring being used is that the handler must pull the leash four to six inches before the collar tightens, compared to two inches for the dead ring to tighten. There's a big difference here. Dogs are masters at reading body language. Many dogs will react to the six-inch movement of the arm before the correction, and this is something we don't want. To give a two-inch correction does not involve hardly any movement of the arm. We need to